Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Terrell, tell them where they can follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Mixed Era Rap. That is Mixed Era Rap. And you can follow us on Instagram at Mixed Era Rap Pod. That is Mix Era Rap Pod. All right. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that. So for today's episode, we'll be doing an album spotlight, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator. We'll be going over the top 10 hip hop albums for June 2021. And finally, we'll be doing a tribute to our main man, Gift of Gab. So let's jump into it with the first song that we thought was notable from the Tyler, the creator's project, Call Me If You Get Lost. And the first song we thought was notable was Sir Baudelaire. The sun beaming. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Ayo. DJ the fuck. It's T-Baby. I don't think you're ready. Okay. Bunny hop. I must say. Yo. I'm glad you found your way here. Yeah. Cookie crumbs in the rows, jet fuel in a vest, swim trunks in the trunk, Geneva water the best, the passport looking thick, the afro need a pick, my skin soak up the sun, ain't shaking hands with you bums, money hopper, the new car doors, they lift open, the lake water, dry off with the French open, I rub it in these niggas' faces like thick lotion, that big B is in motion, uh, Alright, and that was Tyler, the creator song, Sir Baudelaire. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Sir Baudelaire by Tyler, the creator? Um, I just got to give him uh, Tyler's credit for this project. This is this is something special. I think that this project is going to be similar to Igor, that album. I think after that album and maybe one of his his earlier projects, other than though Igor and uh, uh, earlier project, this is his, his staple. This is his one. This project, call, call Me If You Get Lost, I believe is his best album. He shows his skills on this song and shows how he's able to, he just shows that he, he he's, he's not just, just what people assume that he was. Some, some artsy fartsy guy that's coming to shake up the rap game. He can rap. He, I believe he has, he has knowledge of the, of the history of hip hop and he, he showed it on this, this song in this project. So I got to commend him on his, on, on, on his, he, he, he was able to keep this non-negative, but still was able to keep the content about something that he, he knows that he can be, be comical about. So I enjoyed it for that. And it's something that I could just, and uh, the production is just spectacular. You got to give DJ Drama all the credit. Um, this, is, this is just beautiful, beautiful job when you talk about listening to these songs. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass it on to someone else, but this was, this was a nice one. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. Really appreciate that. I'm telling you, you were spot on with that. So let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Sir Baudelaire by Tyler, the creator? I'm happy that he made this album. Everybody was sleeping on Tyler. And I was tired of everybody talking about how he is. He's not a rapper. He's not this. He's not that. This album shows what he's capable of doing. I love this song. This was this was my favorite song on this album. Like from Igor, 
it was it was a little laid back. But this one right, this album right here shows his rapping skills, and his rapping skills are phenomenal. This I want all my all the viewers to go listen to this album. You will not be disappointed. This song right here will tell you you will not be disappointed. So I'm proud of him that he made this album. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that. The honesty, the truthfulness in there. I could see the joy in your heart as you were uh, describing the uh, love for that particular track. For me, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's something about Tyler for me that's always been hit or miss. I think he's a strong artist, but his um, gothic mentality has been kind of off-putting to me. This particular project and this song were uh, very refreshing for me. And I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that his skill level on this was high. I thought that the production, again, like he said, like Terrell said and Malcolm, uh, yeah, DJ Drama really put it down. It was a very good look having DJ Drama produce this particular uh, project. So definitely enjoyed it. Let's move on to our anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Sir Baudelaire by Tyler, the Creator? I think that Tyler has another strong showing not with just this album, but just even with this is the opening track, you know, for him still to be a young artist to reach back to that late 90s, early 2000s mixtape field and get DJ drama was like a huge it was like a huge like him paying homage to when he was a, a kid, you know, really learning hip hop as a whole. Tyler, Tyler, the creator is the MC that Eminem should strive to be. Eminem is nowhere close to Tyler. I don't care what anybody has to say. This is the guy that Eminem should be because Eminem is not entertaining. Tyler's entertaining. Eminem is not, I mean, Tyler is does is not afraid to push boundaries and kind of go off into another, into another lane and still makes good music. This is, this is everything we should have gotten from Eminem, but we didn't. Tyler is everything he should be. But the bad thing about Tyler is he would never get considered. He would never be top five or top 10. And, and it's kind of a travesty because I don't know what would get him there. But stuff like this, him reaching back to get drama and just to even the, um, the little videos he was doing, talking about how his mind state and how he feels and everything recording with drama and what he put into this album. If you didn't, if, if you wasn't a fan of Tyler before, this should either make you a fan or at least get a boy some sort of credit because young the, the young artists today are not doing stuff like this. They're not, you know, they're not paying homage to 10, 15 years ago or just they're not pushing the boundaries in no way. That's that's what you can get from Tyler. So every time he comes out, people are gonna love it. People are probably gonna respect it. People or even people are gonna criticize it. He's going to get some sort of attention that other people are probably not going to get. I feel like Tyler and the Eminem comparison, I feel like he's more, way more creative. That's what I'm saying. Eminem. That's what I'm saying, though. So, That's what I'm saying, though. But You talk I, about I, the full person. I mean, he, he's contributing to hip-hop as an artist. He's contributing to whatever pop culture you want to consider right now. He's also contributing to fashion which is another part of hip-hop so he's contributing to the elements he's contributing to entertainment he had his own he's always been in entertainment so that's another 
another extracurricular that he does. So I'm just saying, when you talk about that comparison to Eminem, I don't know. And I just think he would be a little more consistent if you're going to say you're a rapper with projects similar to this. Push the boundaries with something like this because I commend him because we're not hearing no no artist, like you said, no artist right now is coming out with any type of project that doesn't have some club anthem, some some type of some type of some type of booty music or something in regards to drugs or thugs right now on, well, on the streets. And this whole album was able to be positive. Right. But the reason why I picked Eminem is because Eminem and Tyler have a voice or a message that speaks to a very particular group of individuals. So it's like there are kids who can relate and they love Eminem. And I mean, Eminem is considered one of the best by a whole lot of people. But for me, this is my opinion. Eminem is boring. Eminem's a very boring. He's born in his interviews. He's born on his rap on his album. But then Tyler, Tyler has a specific audience, just like Eminem, that will stand for. I mean, this guy go all over, go all out for Tyler, just like Eminem. But the difference is that Tyler can make Tyler is more entertaining. Even even if you think he's wacky or whatever, it's still some sort of entertainment and. I never heard of Eminem do a, a, a DJ drama mixtape or even even a mixtape with a mixtape or album with uh like an older artist or something. Like he all in his interviews, he he'll tell you all day, oh, I pay homage to this person and this person and this person, but how many how many of these records did you do with these people that you pay homage to? I'm just saying that this this is I'm saying like if 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 we're gonna if we're gonna say XYZ should be top rappers, it should like just everything you said, and I totally agree. Tyler is doing everything he should be doing to be considered one of the greats. But Tyler is probably, I don't think he's ever going to be one of the top five. All you need to do is look at the origin story, if it's not fabricated, of some of these top rappers right now from 2019 to whoever, whoever's been consistently on the top or just reached the, the pinnacle right now. Majority of these artists just jumped in the game they have no knowledge or no no they haven't done any 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 due diligence on trying to know the history of hip-hop so why expect them to even consider some of these great producers great great artists great great um writers to contribute to some of their projects and you have to you can look at tyler if it, he's on several occasions discussed how he's he knows several a, a plethora of information in regards to the hip hop game. But I, I, so I, I, I just, mean, but but, but you're saying the same thing I'm saying though. Very well rounded. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you. He's just he's yeah, yeah. More well rounded I mean, than some of these other artists. It's it's just you know, but it's just it's somewhat unique, or I don't want to say weird, but it's you. Tyler is a unique artist, not just because of what he puts out is just what he's actually putting out. You know what I mean? Like, like, like he, he went and got drama. He, I mean like odd future, the stuff he does for Earl, Earl is a dope, dope, dope rapper. I don't know what is going on with him mentally, but if Earl can get focused and put out, I, I don't know if anybody finds that album he did with Alchemist, let me know. I would love to hear it. But I mean, you know, for Earl still to be, 
taken care of because of Tyler is amazing to me. No, no, come on now, stop. They, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It was you have to so you have to go back back to the our future days and look at the whole crew. That's what I'm saying though. Jasper was a part of that, or um, Earl and the two. Um, I believe it was uh, two other people. I can't recall their names right now, but they have all contributed either to each other. On, but I'm saying they the other the other people on on the group either are artists or they contribute to film. No, no, no. I, 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 but but I, I, the point I'm trying to make is this: is that for you supported them most definitely. Earl is like all those guys together. Oh, well, the guys and the, I think it's one or two girls. All those people together, they have an amazing friendship. It's an amazing friendship, and it's like a family. And we, you know, we we've heard their interviews. We we know their backstories and all that. But even for them to travel through, travel the world get fame, get money, it hasn't broken their bond. That's the point I'm trying to make. And that's amazing to me. You know what I mean? Understood. Understood. I mean, like, whatever Earl's going through, Tyler still makes sure Earl's good. Whatever Frank Ocean is going through, they still make sure Frank is doing good. Uh, the young lady that was in the, um, the internet, she broke off and did her own thing. Boom. The band, they didn't got jobs. and You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sid. Sid, she went off and went solo, but the other people in the group, they managed to still make money. It was with the internet, you all. So they, she, every single artist that we, I mean, that, every, that's what he just said. Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. So every single person that you're mentioning has been able, like you said, been able to to have the freedom to, yes, be in the family, but also establish themselves in whatever art or whatever, whatever profession they want to. And they're doing well at it, I guess, because they all have some type of fame. Right, but but at the end of the day, they're still friends. They're still, they would still jump on each other's projects if if somebody called, if someone says, "Hey, I need you on this song," boom, some they're going to jump on that song. They're still going to do stuff together. You don't see that a lot, though. You don't see you don't see when people get money and get the fame. You still hold these connections and these relationships. So, and that's why I said you got to look back at their backgrounds. No, no, and and, I, and I'm not saying that though. I'm, what I'm saying is that. It's amazing that they have been able to, despite everything that they went through in their lives, to still be loyal to one another is an amazing feat. I mean, like, let's be real for a minute. How many friends have you how many friends have you had over the past 10 years? Several. That you still in contact with on a regular I basis? I don't call them friends, associates that I met. Right. That's a difference. But it's a difference, though. I said friends. Friends and associates are two different things. Not I'm just talking about, like, many. friends, friends, like. Not too many. Exactly. But those guys are still together. And this is a very unique bond that people don't give credit to. Like, you don't you don't see rap blogs or websites talking about the amazement of what Odd Future has been able to do. Over these past what they've been in the game, what seven, eight years, maybe a little bit longer. We're gonna say ten years. I think Odd, we'll say ten. So for the past ten years, collectively, Odd Future has been able to come out with come out with different sound of music, gain success, got some money, went around the world, headline tours, and still come together as one. But every time they come out, their stuff sounds so fresh and so new that nobody else knows what to do with it. Nobody, you can't copy this stuff. And that's why an artist like Tyler is amazing because you cannot copy what he's doing. And and, that, and that's a beautiful thing, but 
what what is going to get him into these top five, top ten discussions is is another story in itself. Yeah, um, just just looked online real quick. Yeah, two thousand and seven. So, um, I I was six when they when they first came out. Our future, right? So that that's that's some that's that's special, right? I think that they learned from collectives from the past, and they utilized uh, that narrative to be powerful. And I appreciate uh, Tyler for doing that, especially him coming from a skate uh, skate community background, which is family oriented. You know, you get good, you put somebody else on, you get them a, a sponsor. So he fully understands that this is how things are, you know, this is how you build a community. And he's done so. And that community is going to always give their best and all for him. So with that, we'll move on to our next song that we thought was notable from the project. And that is Lumberjack. Boy, how about shout out to my mother and my father. Hold up. Oh my Seen like this. <laughs> That's what my mom was saying. She she was crying and she she was just like, this shit is beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. You always you always keep the picnic blankets in the back because you you never know. Okay. Okay. Now we ready. Rolls Royce pull up. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father. They can pull out. MSG sell out. Fuck these niggas got bout. Whips on whips, my ancestors got their backside. Two, four, five hundred stacks for the hood. Call me Lumberjack, cause I wish a nigga would. Brass you would like I just wish a nigga could. All right, and that was Lumberjack from Tyler the Creator's Project. Call me if you get lost. So let, I'll start this one off and just say uh, DJ Drama has done it again. Uh, the beat, the production on this particular track was amazing. Uh, I appreciated Tyler's effort as far as his flow over the beat. I thought that the ad libs that they put in were original and I uh, really appreciate this particular track. So with that, I'll move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Tyler, the creator's song Lumberjack? This was my, my second favorite song in this, on this album. When I heard the single out last week, I was like, oh, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even know he was making out an album. When I heard him put this this sample out last week, I was like, oh, this song right here is hard. This song right here is hard. And then after I heard the song, then I found out that he was bringing out the album. I was like, oh, my, I was so happy. He rapped in this one right here. And I love how he rapped in this one right here. And how he how he made the, so the song Lumberjack and the lyrics how he made it. I was just bobbing my head the whole time. So I got to say kudos to this song as well. Kudos, kudos, kudos. That's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. Let's move into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Lumberjack? I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, once again, um, drama and um, and Tyler kind of re actually reached back into the past with this one. Um, this is a sample from a group called the Grave Diggers. It's a RZA, RZA and Prince Paul was in a group called the Grave Diggers, and and this their this is their actual beat. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Grave Diggers, and they hear this beat again, and then it's kind of hear Tyler rapping over it, and it's like doing the song justice was it was like a huge surprise for me. But you know, I don't I don't put nothing past the young man. You know, he he's just incredible in everything he does. So another nostalgia moment for me. You know, now not only the fact of just having drama on this. This Gravediggers beat, which is, it was just, just dope to me. So I, I really loved it. 
Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, appreciate that. Let's let the youngest in charge uh, anchor this one. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the track Lumberjack by Tyler, the creator? I was just about to say this sounds similar to a, a, a something that Wu-Tang would have produced, um, something that RZA would have produced. Um, yeah, this is, this is, I mean, another one. It shows his depth and his knowledge of the rap game. I mean, this is just, I could, this is a stream. I mean, these are the type of songs I want to continue to hear from him. Um, just, just push the bounds, the boundaries. When you talk about going from, from, from giving, giving, giving homage to, to hip hop with your productions and, and your style and, and, and flow on songs and then in switching it up and giving your own taste and your own type. Cause he, Ty was also a producer. Uh, a very skilled producer. So, I mean, also switching, switching up and, and giving his own production or some some newer stuff for the the newer newer fans. So I, I just really enjoy 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 Tyler, and um, this is just another another spectacular song. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. Really appreciate that. Now we're going to move into our third song that we thought was notable from the project. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator, and it is Manifesto. Yo. That ain't your religion, you just following your mammy. She followed your granny, she obeyed master. Did y'all even ask her questions? There's holes in them stories, is it holes in your blessings? Yeah, I'm bold with the message. I know I ain't got the answer, but I ain't gonna chill with y'all just to be a dance. I'm a groove to my own drums. Sunlight in my shadow, baby. Move to my soul, come. Let them serpents rattle, baby. Cracking light, broke porcelain, bitch. We ocean deep. If you just pour us in a portion of shit, then people try to twist my view on some contortionist shit. I had to reevaluate what was important as shit. All right. And that was Manifesto by our man, Tyler, the creator. I will jump in first again and just say that this was the hottest track on the album for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought the production was excellent. I thought his creativity on how he presented his rap was excellent. So I just truly enjoyed it. Uh, let's move into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Manifesto? And also, is this a stream or no stream for you, this project? It's a huge stream for me. I like the song. You know, Tyler, uh, I, I'm not sure who a is, his albums, but all of them, you know, they seem to flow together. It doesn't really, you know, songs don't seem like they were put in the wrong place. And even if you don't really care for certain songs that he put on his album, they seem to fit within that, that, that range at that moment. So it's, it's just, it's great how he sequenced, you know, put the songs in order and everything. And this was another, you know, another, another good album or mixtape or whatever it is, but I really love it. And I'm, I'm probably going to listen to it, you know, really get into it the rest of the week, you know, that's what's up, Kev. Really appreciate that. Let's move on to the youngest in charge. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Manifesto by Tyler, the creator? So I have to um, give, give Tyler his props for this song. It's very, it comes off as an abstract project. Um, when you talk about this, this, this song, uh, I, I like how he was able to flow on this track, the, the beat. I'm not sure if he added to the production. It sounded like something that he would have contributed to. But um, if this was DJ Drama, um, once again, just I give him a, a round of applause because he, he's just he's pushing the bounds on this one. He's going all over the place when you talk about giving you radio hits, 
club hits, stuff for your for your your true Tyler fans when you just talk about the sound. Um, but I will have to crown um, my uh, the I feel like the best the 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 when you talk about production wise, the my favorite song is What's Your Name. Um, that just it just is I could listen to that song all day. So um, this will be a stream for me when you're talking about um, listening to the Can I uh, Call Me When You Get Lost um, project. Tyler just did a great job. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. I appreciate that. Let's let uh, Terrell uh, anchor this one. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Manifesto, stream or no stream? I'm going to first say this is a stream for me, some of the fact that because it's Tyler's a Karina, and I love Tyler Karina, every project that he makes – he put it 110% in it, and I love it. I love seeing how he grown from being an Our Future, who was not the leader of Our Future, but he took the role of the leader of Our Future when Earl had his situation going on. Kudos to that. And now seeing him as a rapper who is growing every time he makes an album is just amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I want people to stop sleeping on Tyler, the creator, because he is that person who will give you what you want. And I'm telling all my listeners, listen to this album. Don't criticize it on the first time you listen to it. It may take two or three times to listen to it, but I'm letting you know now this album is amazing. And I have to give kudos to DJ Drama and Tyler Creator for making this album. Yeah, that's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. Uh, and again, for me on the stream or no stream, is a stream as well. And that is our album spotlight of Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. So now we're going to move into our next segment for this week. And that is the top 10 rap albums for June 2021. And at number 10, Legends Never Die by Juice World, which we reviewed. Uh, at number nine, Goodbye Good Riddance by Juice World, which we reviewed. Number eight, My Turn by Little Baby, which we've already reviewed. Number seven, Hollywood Burns by Post Malone, which we've given our two cents on. Number six, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by our man Pop Smoke, which you know we've been over if you listen to us many, many times before, giving that man his major props. And on to number five, The Off Season by J. Cole, with his first appearance in the top 10 out rap albums. Killer, it's the off season. Let's keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. And don't check your watch. You know the time. Cold World, Killer Ken. Niggas is fucking yeah. finished. This shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled that. I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30s song album do a measly hundred thou. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Trace all right, and that was the off season featuring J. Cole, and the track was 95 South featuring our man Cameron. So let's jump into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the off season by J. Cole? It was a decent album. 
I mean, that's all I really have to say is just, you know, I, I, th- I think J. Cole's a good MC, but I don't know if it always transitioned into good albums for me. So it wasn't, it, you know, it was okay. It was just okay. Yeah, that's what's up, uh, Kev. Appreciate that. For me, you know, the off season was everything. You know, it was a culmination of an artist getting better every time out. And this is J. Cole expanding his his repertoire by now allowing features on his album. I thought it was a strong effort and the production value was probably the best he's had in probably the last couple of albums. The production value on this particular album was really good. And um, I enjoyed it. I tell anybody, check it out. Show this man the love and respect that he deserves. And uh, let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on The Off Season by J. Cole? We know we discussed discussed about this song many a times. And I got to say that he had Cameron on this track. And like I said, this wasn't just no regular Cameron. This was pink coat Cameron with the pink flip phone Cameron. And this song was amazing. J. Cole know what he was doing, adding adding the pieces on this track. And this song was amazing. And I got to give it kudos as well. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that. Let's let the youngest in charge anchor on this one. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the offseason by J. Cole? This, um, I believe, was probably his second best album. I could swap it out with either of his um, last two projects. This this is just spectacular. Um, I just first of all, I just missed hearing J. Cole and I just wish he was more consistent to not have people continue to flood the game with I guess this whatever we're listening to now. Um, he's basically gave an opportunity for rap to continue to be sold to the radios and sold to the to the everyday, everyday I wanna hear just something something on the radio listener. And I, I, I just wish he was able to, to just be a role model for before. Like, I feel like he would have, if, if he would have been consistent with either putting out singles, hits or, or albums every once in a while, some of these artists that we, we were hearing that are coming on the double XL charts, the new SoundCloud artists that are reaching fame. Um, now I just feel like they, they would have a different influence. Maybe not a maybe not a young thug so much. Maybe not a a, a, a who you could you could go to money bag yo. Maybe not a maybe just it's just a different 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 taste. I don't know different sound. But yeah, once again, this is a stream. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. I hear you on that. I would tell you that the record companies would not allow uh, J Cole to be the leader of the pack. He he is too positive too forward moving and the record companies really want our, our culture to go in the most negative way possible. So they're definitely going to push uh, the money bag, yo, the NBA young boys and all the other uh, current microwave rappers that are out there. They're going to push that. All right, let's move on to number four. Speaking of money bag, yo, and his album gangsters pain. You're looking at Keisha. Like, do you love me? Do you love me not? Damn, you hit the spot. Taste like candy, candy. Sweet like fruit. Ooh, wet like water. Can I love on you? Withdrawals. I'm feeling different. Every day I need a dose. Every now and then I'm missing. I got my times when I go ghost. But she mine. I'm stamping her. 
priorities that is so them other bitches mad at her. Too mad at her. Thumbing through a hundred thou, I spent that times two on you. Call myself Kanye loose, then I pop back up like Pickaboo. Here I go, flyer than most, Louis V. Coke. Gas station, coffee cup full, on drive boats. No money came by happiness, but she found love. All right, and that was Workisha from Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. And I will jump in on this one and just say that, you know, even though I, I uh, push back on his success in the last comments I made, uh, this particular album honestly had some true gems in it. I think this Workisha was definitely one of those gems. Uh, there's a possibility that he could show major growth in his next project. Again, I do fully understand that, you know, this is an era where you got to go get the bag and getting the bag means that you got to put out what the record companies want you to put out. So I think that just like Lil Baby, Moneybag Yo has a chance to push his his progress forward in his next project and, and be the big man that he could be. And with that, we're going to move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo? Like you said, this is a uh, well, first of all, I'm not. Not the biggest fan of Moneybag Yo. I feel like every year, though, he's able to put out one song that's going to be replayed by some radio station or some some social media outlet several, several times because it's just it's a hit. He, 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 he is a hit maker. And this project, I mean, it just it, he's improving from his, his his previous projects i i get he's still the street thug that continues to um he, he he's the street thug rapper and i mean he has his he has his nice songs that i can listen to wakisha was a good was a good i guess a good good uh, a good discography or, or display of the the new the the just giving homage to to older golden age rap when you talk about uh biggie's biggie's contributing contribution to this 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 track so um i enjoy this song and and i'm not going to say i'm going to stream this album any more than than i had to so but i hope for his success i feel you on that malcolm really appreciate it uh let's move on to uh terrell terrell what were your thoughts on gangsta's pain by moneybag yo I enjoy it. You know, this is another hit banger for the clubs. Everybody's going to blow this song from strip clubs to clubs, anywhere. And it's the name Moneybag Yo on it is just, it's going to skyrock because just how he is. And this is another perfect song right here where the clubs got the song that they need to keep the party going. I'm going to say that again. The clubs got the song that they need to keep the party going on. And this is the song right here. And I enjoy it. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that. Now, let's let our anchorman, Kev, come in here and, and, and give us his opinion on the album Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. This is a, a no for me. Uh, I know it's, it's weird because I know a guy, he's like 60-something years old, and Moneybag is like his favorite rapper today and it's weird it's weird to me maybe it's my ear maybe i don't want to hear him or something but a lot of his stuff just sounds real similar to me he reminds me a lot of kevin gates it's just like it seemed like his message is the same 
his songs, his rhythms, everything. It, it doesn't seem like he strays away from anything. It doesn't seem like he just, you know, use different words to say the same thing. So that's why I really can't really connect to him. But I, I'm good. I, I listened to it once and I was all right. So I don't need to hear it no more. He he is a uh, um, a more more appeasable, lady friendly Kevin Gates. I can a little bit more. He's a little. You, he's better to the ear when you talk about talk about rapping. When you talk about radio hits, you can hear more money back yo. But like you said, the comparison is right on. And and and. And, and I think that comparison you just made is spot on. It's, it's very spot on. Um, Kevin Gates can be a little, uh, I don't know, harsher or a little. The dudes listen to Kevin softer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. and Moneybag Yo can appeal to both genders. Simple. And and also the young art, young younger audience. Kevin Gates is kind of not not that he's not. Um, I guess as popular. Well, he's not as popular as he used to be, but he's not putting out. He's not a, a, a he's not making hits like he used to, so Moneybag Yo was just perfect for when you talk about the new age Kevin Gates, just right. a little, just right. a little modified. <laughs> yeah, definitely, no doubt, gentlemen. You know, um, for me, Kevin, uh, he got his bag, and again, we're we're in a microwave society as far as this culture is concerned, uh, uh, hip hop music, and a lot of artists are gonna come in get their bag. They're going to keep putting out money. I mean, music because they want money. But in general, they just they just really want to come out and get the bag. Once they're living a certain lifestyle, they're not going to hit as hard or hit as often as they as they did in the past. And with that, we're going to move on to the number three song on the Billboard charts for top 10 rap albums. And that was The Voice of the Heroes by Little Baby and Little Dirt. Touch a trend, be ballin' with it. Missed out on my kids like for a year, and I got accepted. Certain days never came to my shows, and I felt neglected. Growing up, see my uncle down in his bed. This made me reckless. Pulling up, and they never seeing my meds, and they being extra. And I paid like two of my new bonds before I brought a nest. I done seen my brother stack his bricks up, and they look like Tetris. Have a real shootout up on that E where you can't mix your eggs. Told the can't have to smell my clothes, you gotta go change your pants. Take care of your family and them kids, cause I'm too big on family. Fast cars before that shorty, then I'm gonna slide the camera. I'm gonna get my lawyer extra dub because it come in handy. Feel like I'm a pharmacopoeia. All right, and that was The Voices of the Heroes by Little Baby and Little Dirk. So let's let the youngest in charge start this one off. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on The Voices of the Heroes? I've come to like these two artists. First, Little Baby, I think two years ago. Was when I first started giving him a chance again, um, and then Lil Dirk, um, a year and a half ago, and I've gone back and listened to their their previous projects. I just like to see their growth, and this is this is just a personification of them over a period of time, just continuing to put out music, and you get mixed reviews, and they got to keep adjusting, keep modifying, just to 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 find that find that spot. And you can just just look at their recent success, um, consistent success. Little baby has been on a run for how long now? However long now, and and it's been he he knows what we want, what his fans want to listen to, and he gives it to them every time. If not the same, better. 
and he also shows his versatility and he and he and he has has features, many features. Um Lil Dirk, on the other hand, after I just feel like he's been consistent, but it wasn't until that Drake feature, then it just put him on the national. He's been national. It's just it just showed everyone that Drake Drake knows me. Drake's uh Drake's put a stamp on me. Now you all need to tune in. And that's what everyone's been doing ever since then. Before, before that, before that song, I mean, you if you like Dirk, it was because he was a he was appealing to the streets and you were a art you enjoyed him as an artist or whatever OTF was. So, um, like I said, I'm a short, I'm gonna cut it, cut it short. And yeah, this is, this is just, it just shows their growth. And, um, this would be a stream for me. Um, don't like all the songs on this album, but this will be a stream. All right. That's what's up, Malcolm. Really appreciate that. Moving on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on the voices of the heroes by little baby and little Dirk? You know, this is another, another hit with these two, these two, how can I say it? Two future gods of rap, where you get them on a on a sound a sound like this, and they make a masterpiece. Like this song right here is amazing. Nobody can say nothing about who they are, but I also said this last week as well. No matter what the song is, whoever name is on these songs, the song's gonna be a hit. And this is also the same thing that I was talking about last week. No matter who name is on the track, the song's going to be a hit. And this right here shows a prime example of what I was saying. But I, as a listener, I like the song as well. Not just because with the, who the name's on it. I genuinely like the song. I feel you on that, uh, Terrell. Appreciate all of that input. Uh, let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on The Voice of the Heroes by Little Baby and Little Dirt? I can appreciate, you know, I can appreciate this collaboration between these two artists. Um, I'm not there yet as far as uh, supporting or dismissing this album. Uh, I can recognize the impact that Little Baby has in the game today. Uh, I'm a fan of what he does outside of music. I like, I like Dirt. I like the old Dirk. I'm still trying to adjust to this new Dirk. So I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not gonna say no, but I can't say yes at the moment. So it's it's just whatever to me, but I can recognize that, you know, when when two artists from different record labels, different, you know, cities or areas of the country can kind of get together, it is meaningful and for so many people to support it even if it's just because it's two big names, it's still phenomenal. So I give credit to these young men and even the, their record labels for even, you know, signing off on it. So that's a good look for both of them. But as far as, you know, what I think about it, I'm still on the fence. All right. I feel you on that. I appreciate all your honesty on that, Kev. For me, my two cent is that, you know, little baby needed this type of look and I'm glad he pulled Dirk into it. I think he recognized the power that these two artists have and said that we can make a difference in, in, in society. And they chose to do so with this project. And uh, I appreciate it. This was the growth that I needed and continuously need to see in in um, hip hop. And that, hey, Lil Baby's next album, he can come back with some more club bangers. But give us a little something to feed 
to feed our heart, to feed our soul, to feed our community, give us some hope, a chance to uh, be better and do better. And uh, that that was the most important part of this project for me is that two large figures in hip hop today said, we're going to do something for the community. And uh, I appreciate it. And with that, we're going to move on to the number two song on the top 10 rap albums chart for June 2021. And that is Culture 3 by the Migos. Ice. Mama at home all alone, hustling, trying to keep this shit together. Mama. Young niggas smoking on gas, I'm living too fast, my foot on the pedal. Woo. If I go back to the past, my niggas ain't know we'll be rocking Coachella. Hey. If a nigga ever try me or play me, I buy him my ice die shovel. Ice. Dig your own grave, nigga, you pledge yourself. I put some cash on your schedule. You pledge yourself. If a bitch ever try to fillet me, huh? Yeah. I just sit back and let her. She got it. Then she come up off the chores, whatever. My pockets came with extra cheddar. Go. I can see through the fuck shit. fuck shit. I think that my skills get better. Get better. With a stick, I'm at peace, Mandela. Mandela. I'm willing to feed who. All right, and that was Avalanche off of the Culture 3 project by the Migos. Let's jump in with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on the Migos album, Culture 3? First of all, the beat to this song, I forgot the name of the song, is Mama Was a Rolling Stone. Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And I heard this beat with this song and him rapping. I said, this is a smooth soul song. And I was just like, oh my God, this was another masterpiece. This was another masterpiece. The way how that instrumental beat was, like I said, I feel and vibe off of instrumentals. If the instrumental is a solid, hard beat that I could enjoy, I would enjoy the song. So that's my nature of listening to music. So when I heard this, this song right here, with that beat, I thought of Mama Was a Rolling Stone. He did not make a song with the beat Mama Was a Rolling Stone. And it was so smooth. It was so unique, classic. And I, can say, I can't emphasize on classic on this song. These three individuals right here, they are on. And I don't know what people, how people are going to say, Phil, when I say this. These three, the Migos, are on the Beatles vibe role right now they are the hip-hop beatles i cannot emphasize that no more and this song right here explains why i say they are on the beatles flow right now and i gotta say kudos to this song right here i'm just still mad that they made this song off of mama was a rolling stone this was very unique and i love it yeah that's what's up uh, Terrell, appreciate that. Let's move on to the youngest in charge. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the album Culture 3 by the Migos? This is a uh, day. I expected more from this album. I expected this to be, you know, you always, after that first one, that first Culture album was, was interesting. It was something different. It was always going to go, it's going to be just at that time. It was one of the best albums to be to come out. Just this was not what I wanted it to be, similar to a lot of the artists that came out when I was around uh, early, early high school, middle school days. Those artists have been able to stay relevant, but content-wise, I don't believe they're 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 besting their their last projects, unfortunately. But you know, it's difficult. 
it's difficult. You know, we are the attention span of the the listener is is very very short, and I, I just want to. I do have to commend the Migos though by by just staying in the game. This is this is just this song right here shows how how they're still able to. They they have they have they know each other's. I believe they're they're each other's tendencies when you talk about when you rap when they're rapping with each other and I believe the cadence they 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 know how to blend their voices in when you when you talk about when it's quality production and I don't know how I feel about them using this sample because you just I give them their credit because I can always turn this on and be like wow this sounds great sounds smooth I will I love listening to this I, I can listen to this on a weekly basis day-to-day basis but when you want to go back to the origin of the sample and just listen to how beautiful that piece was, it's timeless. And when you compare it to being sampled to the Migos 2021 Culture 3 album, I just, hey, you, you'll see, you'll see why, um, you see why you feel like they may have taken a little away from it. But um, yeah, this was groovy. And once again, I, I, I encourage everyone to stream the Culture 3 album. I won't because I'm, I've been over Migos for some time now. But um, please, please stream this album. Uh, that's what's up, Malcolm. Appreciate that. For me, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Migos. Uh, the Culture 3 project was an enjoyable take on them. Uh, I was able to at least understand several of the tracks that they put out. I thought that um, they had some decent future features. You know, you never can go wrong with a Drake feature. So I appreciated that. This particular song was very good. I thought the um, the choice of uh, Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations was a good look. I thought the, the visual for this particular track was a good look. And overall, I would not say stream it, but I know people are. <laughs> That's why it's number two on the album charts. So you know, enjoy the music, my, you know, because they really did it. I, th- I think they did a good job, you know. So with that, we'll move on to our anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on the album Culture 3 by the Migos? You know, Malcolm, I think he said it best, you know, earlier, a few weeks, well, a few weeks ago, we talked about this and I wasn't a big fan of the album. I think it's OK, but I think also that. The Migos put themselves in a position of when you say, you know, you're the best or you you're trendsetters or you're this, you're that, you have to show it. And, you know, Culture 3, I thought was going to be the album where they actually pushed the boundaries or really stamped that we are the best more. But it was a it was it, it was a typical Migos album. It didn't do a lot. You know, it was it was wasted features. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the Drake feature, it, did, it wasn't that great to me. The Cardi B killed all three of them on one on, her, on the song she was on. It was like, you know, how can you let your guest artist just shine over you? And this that's a hang up to me. You know, you believe like, it was a money grab, huh? Do you believe it was a money grab? Of course, of course. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, who doesn't want uh, uh, a Cardi B feature or a Megan feature or Drake or whoever. I mean, you know, these guys can call anybody up to say, hey, jump on this song. And I mean, well, they, they can call 
almost anybody to say jump on the song and they're going to get that feature. I'm sorry. You may have misunderstood. I'm talking about the Culture 3 album in terms of just trying to get that number three. You have our expectations high when you hear Migos is coming out with a third Culture album. Everyone has to tune in. I was just trying to see if you thought that was the money grab because they didn't. They did not. They did not show up to the occasion. I believe. I mean, but but I think all their albums are money grab because I don't think that I don't think th- these guys have made enough money at this point where they can do almost anything they want. I mean, like you've seen them have successes as a group, and you've seen them have success as sure. um, outside the group. Either, either uh, the collaborations, what one of them did something with Future and somebody did something, I think, with Little Yachty, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know. Their solo artist careers have been, have been established. They've been pretty established. Right. Um, so, so, so they have, they have both of those, you know, they got the group thing, they got the solo thing. So, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't take nothing away from the success they have been able to garner over this time, over a short period of time. But I don't think it is uh, it established them as greats in some type of way. I don't think they're the best. You know, if you take them as solo artists, I don't think they're they're not even top five among the young the young rappers today. Like can any like they obviously can't rap better than Cardi B. They just did a song with Cardi B and she outrapped all of them, all of them together. She who, outrapped them by herself. Who knows if she wrote. Or who knows if she 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 actually was that's her. Rapping. She definitely did not rap. Uh, she did did not write the track. Okay. We, we already know that. Let's she, commend she the writer. Yeah, the writer did the thing. Yeah, but she, but, yeah. but 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 you know her. we can we can we can talk about we can talk about ghostwriting all day long. But for someone to write a track for you is one thing. But for you to perform someone uh, to perform the written word that's totally different because. There are a lot of people who have ghostwriters and have marginal success. You know, I don't I mean, you can say what you want about Cardi B when she gets on the song, no matter what she's talking about, it's going to get it's going to garner some success. It's going to garner attention. It's going to it's going to put is make people look at her and be like, Cardi is spitting or Cardi is this or Cardi is that, you know, you know, people talk more about the, her content more than the way she flows on a record. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know who writes for her. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I, I would agree, and I think her husband does, you know, contributes a, a lot to her lyrics on some stuff. But that's just my opinion. But at the same time, it's, you know, I can understand that Cardi just she just outwrapped them. Like, I don't care who wrote that song, she outwrapped them. It could be one of the people on that song. She still outwrapped them on that song. And th- and that's even worse. That's say one of that's say one of the Migos wrote her verse, and she shined over them. That's terrible. And actually, I feel like if that is the case, we may never know. Shows how talented uh, either one of those, why either one of the Migos is. I feel like it's a positive and a negative because so, it shows the writing skills. So I got to step in here on this one, guys, and just let you know that uh, Cardi has the thing that made the '90s great. And that was a voice. If you were from the 90s and you had a voice, you it didn't matter. If you were Tupac and you did not write your own stuff, but you had Tupac's voice, 
you were going to be great. There were plenty of artists who came along in the 90s who had ghost writers, who had marginal or uh, somewhat success. And they had it based off of ghost writing. But because they had voices, they were still saluted. And, and that's just how it worked. You know, there's plenty of those stories are coming out now of people. You know, Scarface said he ghost wrote for a lot of dudes in the South. That's just how it worked. You know, Willie D ghost wrote for for um for his group. You know, that's just how it works. But the voices matter. And she has the type of voice that flows on top of these drug beats that are hot right now. And it makes her look very good. You know, I'd love to hear her, you know, do a, 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 a five uh, fingers of death on um, Sway's show and see if she can really flow like that on every uh, beat. But, you know, again, we're, we're, we're she's going freestyle, though, but she's I not know. a freestyle. Though. I know. How long now? And I, I we get, not her one. I get that. And again, we're getting into the weeds here with her. You know, we just off the beat of this. But in general, you know, we, we, we believe that the Culture 3 is worth a stream. If you're interested in it, it's probably going to be streamed no matter what. And now we're going to move on to the number one album for the top Billboard's top 10 hip hop albums for June 2021. And that is Hall of Fame by Polo G. Uh, caught the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying, crowds screaming money, counting chains Clanking shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have a child I love a hoe, I think we fuck, she can't get near me Only bitch, I give a conversation to her all right and that was rap star by polo g off of his album hall of fame which is at number one so let's jump into it with terrell terrell what were your thoughts on the album hall of fame by polo g if you can see my face right now you ask me how do i feel about this song and it's time to get real what i'm about to say so let me prepare myself what I'm about to say. I'd rather listen to Benny the Butcher than listen to Polo G. That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> that that's how that's how irritated I am about hearing Polo G and stuff. And and I can't stress this out but so many times. Where I live at, New York City, where a hot 97, Power 105 are their main two hip-hop platforms, and they will drag down a song every day. I would hear this song on the radio, and I cannot front from when I wake up to go to work, which is at 6.45, till I get off work, which is 6-something at, at evening. They will play this song about 30 times throughout the day to the point that now I don't like, I just don't want to hear it enough that will pull G. I know my other co-hosts on here will say something about it, but this is where we keep it real. We keep it grindy. And I'm going to say this. I see why is that number one because of the viewers. This is this is what they like to listen to, but for me, I, I don't want to hear it. Like I said, I rather listen to Benny the Butcher. I rather I rather listen to any song than hearing this song. 
And that's my two cents on it. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that honesty. And that's what I'm talking about. We get grimy with it. We get dirty in the mud with it because, you know, we want the uh, audience to believe that we are giving our most honest opinions about what we consider art. So with that, we're going to move on to um, me. And I'm going to say that for me, you know, Polo G, again, from, you know, we, we've had this week after week on this show as far as some of the Chicago rappers. And I think everyone knows that for me, I think Polo G is one of the most talented and forward moving artists out of Chicago. And uh, I thought that this was a good look for him. And again, just continued growth in who he is as an artist. And obviously he's gained some traction somewhere because he's number one over the Migos. I don't think people fully understand what a big deal that is. The Migos, who are the modern day Beatles, like Terrell has said, are at number two behind Polo G. And I'm going to leave that where it stands and, and, <laughs> and roll with it. All right, so let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Hall of Fame by Polo G? My opinion is you got to give this young man his credit. He has stayed out of the beef and whatever, whatever madness today's um, social media rap culture brings. And he is able to provide the nation with quality rap that they can continue to listen to, but still have some type of street street tone to it based off of his, his um, Polo G's origins. You have to understand the reason for him outselling, I believe Hall of Fame outselling me. Was it, was it the Migos culture three that you were referring to? He is outsold culture so, three, two weeks in a row. Understood. So I believe that Polo G and you have to, Correct me if I'm wrong or, or just think about it. Polo G is able to tap into the white audience and pop culture way more than the Migos can. I'm not saying that the not saying that the Migos has not, but when you're talking about the last 2020, 2021, latter part of 2019, when he when when this that's when I believe that it began. Polo G, all you hear is his reruns on TikTok. His reruns on any type of any type of um search search engine search bar on on either Instagram or or Twitter, he he he's all that's all I see and and all they play on radios like Terrell said mentioned is Polo G. That's someone you can play that no one will complain about other than I've heard it too many times. So I feel like um I feel like you just got to give this young man his props. Um, not sure. I haven't heard all his music because I'm not the biggest fan, but it seems to me that he stays positive. I'm pretty sure he has his, his earlier music was more, more res, resembled more Chicago drill, of course, because that's what you got to get. That's what you have to, you have to appeal to the, to your, to the, 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 the local audience to get to the national audience. So, um, I, I commend Polo G in the Hall of Fame was was a was a nice nice project. Won't be streaming it myself though. All right, appreciate that, Malcolm. Appreciate your honesty on that. Let's end this out with uh, our anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the album Hall of Fame by Polo G? The same thing I said for uh, Baby and Dirk. I'm I'm still on the fence with Polo G as a 
artists as a whole, I can recognize that um, this young man's impact is is amazing because, you know, so much hype went into the next time the Migos will come out and, you know, the Migos put out a okay, okay album, but for him to leapfrog over them for a number one album is is saying something. Like it or not, you know, he he has he has a sound and he has generated an impact to consistently stay on top of the album charts and I can, I can, you know, I can recognize that. No matter if I really care for him or not, I can recognize the fact that he has a formula for success and whatever it is, it's working. And, you know, much success to him. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a very positive young man, which you don't get a lot of nowadays. And he still has garnered the success. So, you know, at some point, I'm going to try to, you know, figure out how I can listen to his music. But right now, I it's a hard listen for me, so I'm not there yet. So I don't want to say yes or no, but you know, I wish him the best of luck. All right. That's what's up, Kev. Really appreciate that. And that was our review of the top 10 rap albums for June, 2021. So now, unfortunately we have to do another tribute of a fallen soldier, and that is our man, Gift of Gab. MCs walk within the realm of weight to their own zone where they drift. Putting down the rents. Ear duck pilot, jump into your mental when you hear what I'm inventions I've been into just the clear cut Uncut dope without delusion, it's the sheer rough All great skills that I'm inflicting in the rear cut Now jump spot, peeping my competition here but... Alright, and that was The Weirds by Gift of Gab So a little background on Gift of Gab His real name is Timothy Jerome Parker He's from Sacramento, California He passed away at 50 years old. He was born October 7th, 1971. His initial success was with the group Black Alicious with DJ Chief XL. He went on to have a very strong uh, career as a solo artist. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, missing the, uh, it's another fallen soldier. Uh, So we're going to get the uh, young people's thoughts on this. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Gift of Gab? When you talk about artists that that give you different taste in in the 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 many in, at that time, because um, can you correct me if I'm wrong? He was he was popular during the golden age of hip hop. Uh, Blackalicious came out in the late 1990s. Correct. Okay, so there were so many different sounds and different artists coming out um, at that time, and. I believe it was, I've been told that not only were you uh, allowed to listen to the mainstream, the biggest artists, the Tupacs, the Biggies, Snoop, all, at that time, you were also able to just, you're, you're able to listen to more more varieties of, of, of rap and you're able to pick what you actually like. 
And I feel like Gifted Gab was able to provide a, a alternative sound where he's still providing the the bars that you love to listen to as a hip hop artist. I mean, hip hop fan. He, he was a, a special, a special different artist. And I feel like it was a loss, a, a loss, a loss, a lost beautiful soul, unfortunately, because I don't know if there's going to be another, um, I don't know if there's going to be another person that comes out with this sound and his, his, his cadence and flow on, on, on tracks. Love the production and rest in paradise. I really appreciate that, Malcolm. Those heartfelt words from the youngin. Let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Gift of Gab? I never really got to hear of Gifts the what's his name? How you say his name again? Gift of Gab. Gifts of Gab, like that. But I try to do some of my research, and I re- and I see that he is very a unique artist. And I mean, he is a really unique artist. And I'm going to take some time out to listen to some of his piece, his masterpiece that he he worked on. And I just want to say for his family, they have our prayer. They will just keep your head up. I know it's a tough time right now, but I just want to say rest in paradise. Hope you're up there doing what you got to do. You're not stressing no more. All right. That's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. those words. Let's move on to another track that I thought was notable from Gift of Gab. This ain't the same place it was, different space and buzz. No more dope fiends taking drugs, thugs placing slugs, and the enemies. Mothers waking up, only just to fall on both their knees. Why'd you take them, Lord? No homeless people gazing up, thinking vacant thoughts. Brand new condominium sit where there was a vacant lot. And still surrounded by this comments, I feel shaken up. Nothing is familiar, feels like money took the place of love. When they see me, old ladies look afraid like they could run. At any moment, even though me, I ain't taking nothing. It's like this place has lost the essence of the place I'm from. Went to the barbershop I used to frequent places run out of All right, and that was the gentrification song by Gift of Gab. I'm gonna jump into it with my two cents and just say that uh, this young man, <laughs> my contemporary, uh, he's in my same age range. Uh, we're just losing too many soldiers. We got to take better care of our bodies, and um, that that's so important to take care of your body and 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 try to stay on the planet for a little bit longer. I think his popularity was not at its height based on the the off-putting of the word backpack rappers. And there was a run where he was put into the, he was, you know, kind of sliced or pushed into that, that bag of being a backpack rapper. And it hurt all of those artists, you know, just because they were underground or they just put all these crazy labels on someone who was just really a talented artist, you know, uh, he, he he his his collective from the from the um, West Coast, Bahamadia, um, uh, Brother Ali. A lot of those cats was really just very good at what they were doing, and um, unfortunately, they just never. You know, this was at the end of the '90s, where positive rap, uh, social community type rap, was being pushed to the side and it really really uh harmed these people's careers and uh they they still were able to have you know somewhat uh reasonable careers where they were able to support themselves but they could have been much bigger you know and it 
the, the crazy part about it is that it took um, Harry Potter doing Black Alicious uh, alphabet ac- uh, aerobics on the Tonight Show to be to really boost them into the stratosphere. And I think that that's so terrible that it took all of that. So I just really hope that people will go out and check out these artists. Uh, Gift of Gab, if you haven't heard his uh, discography, go out, give it a shot. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. He's just an amazing artist, at least in my opinion. Let's move on to our anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on our man, Gift of Gab? It's very sad to um to lose another uh hip hop legend or icon or someone who's able to make a substantial impact in the genre of rap. You know, me and you, you know, I don't know if you remember, but we had a conversation some years back and we were talking about, you know, what Black Alicia's uh meant to us and how big fans we were of the group and if we ever saw that they were somewhere on tour, we were gonna go. I don't know if you remember that. But um, I definitely do, bro. And we miss them, right? Because of the pandemic. And um, you know, in in the '90s, there were so many different platforms to discover, to enjoy, to appreciate music as a whole. You know what I mean? And you know, a lot of people, if you were West Coast, you kind of, you know. You knew Black Alicious because they were either at a street fest or block party or whatever, whatever. But for a lot of others outside of California, we kind of stumbled on Black Alicious in some way. And, you know, when you hear you hear those 90s MCs or the early 2000s MCs, they always name a lot of them named two rappers that they did not want to come after on a song. And Big L was one and Gift of Gab was the other. And for both of those men not to be here and not to get the the appreciation that they should have, it's depressing. But at the same time, you know, as long as people are saying, hey, this guy was great, you know, check him out. That can help some ways. He, you know, he, he was just he was just amazing. I mean, you know, the creativity, the 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 way he could kind of put stuff together and, and put it out. I mean, it's just, you know. How did he do that? You know, a lot of people are all if, if you really sit back and listen to either Black Alicious or Gifford Gab stuff, it's amazement, you know, and, and it's just just to lose another amazing artist in the in in this in this realm where a lot of artists have have similar sounds is 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 sad, man. And um and I wish that, you know, we could have put this brother on a platform in some way where he could have maybe started a revolution or started a trend where artists wasn't afraid to step out of bounds. And it's funny how, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about Tyler and creating his own lane and Gift the Gab was, he wasn't as wacky or as eccentric as Tyler, but Gift the Gab was a unique artist who people didn't want to come behind or people were afraid to do collaborations with because he was just, he was just so lyrically, I don't know what to say, but it was just like the way he, the way he, if you, if you listen to like, if you listen to a song, man, it's just, it's just amazing. And like, like he was saying earlier about Harry Potter going on the Tonight Show, doing that song, that, that wasn't easy for him. That wasn't easy for, um, the, I, I forgot Harry Potter's real day, but 
for him to even get up on stage to recreate that Gift of Gab song was not easy for him because there are people, I mean, when that song first came out, underground rap fans used to spin, like, if that song would have came out today, that song would have went viral. Trust me. That would have been a viral song today, but because we didn't have the internet or social media like that in the 90s, it went viral in another way. But, you know, it's sad to see him go. Um, I hope that, you know, what you see from different people within his peer group that have been saying how loved he was by them. I hope that, you know, people can go out and just actually, you know, look up some of their stuff and, and really give it a good listen to really, and hopefully you can appreciate it and enjoy it and understand where this cat was at. Like mentally, I don't know how he was blessed with this gift, but man, it, it was just, it's just amazing. And it's sad to see him not here no more. You know, I, my, my condolences, condolences to his family. Um, but I'm glad the brother don't have to suffer anymore for whatever sickness he was going through. But, you know, hip hop lost another, another gem, another hidden gem that was just, uh, just a talented, just a very, very, very talented MC, man. And it's, oh man, it, it sucks. Cause we keep losing them. And a lot of times we don't really, you know, a lot enough people don't appreciate the greatness, but that, that brother was great. And I'm sad to see him go. Really appreciate that, Kev. Sadly, uh, I didn't bring this to the table, but in the back of my mind, you know, we do um, a spotlight on uh, old school artists every month. And I know people may not believe me, but next month in the back of my mind, it was going to be Gift of Gab or Black Alicious, really. It was going to be Black Alicious. And crazy that here he passes in, in the month when I'm thinking about doing him for the next month. It's just crazy. So we're going to finish off the uh, episode with his most notable song, Alphabet Aerobics. Now, right now, it's time for our wrap up. Let's give it everything we've got. Ready? Begin. Artificial amateurs aren't it all amazing. Analytically, I assault, animate things. Broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken, basically I'm bombarding. Casually create catastrophes, casualties canceling. Cats got the canopies collapsing. Detonate a diamond tank daily doing dope. Demonstrations, Don Dada on the download. Eating other editors with each and every energetic, epileptic episode, elevated etiquette. Furious, fat, fabulous, fantastic. Flurries of funk felt feeding the fanatics gift got great global goods gone glorious getting godly in this game with the glorious hit him high, hella high and with that we out of here peace, peace.